0: Hello to you, and welcome to the weekend edition of Coin Market Recap. It's Connor and Molly Jane here, looking at some of the biggest crypto stories of the past week. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Connor. Hey, well, coming up, we'll be chewing over the dramatic plunge in the crypto markets. Elon Musk's been accused of stealing an image for his profile picture on Twitter. But does this expose a bigger problem with non-fungible tokens? Starbucks is launching its own NFTs. Can these crypto collectibles drag loyalty programs into the 21st century? Or will the coffee chain face a backlash? And Gucci is going to start accepting crypto as a payment method, including Dogecoin and Shiba Inu. We'll be asking if that's a good idea. It's not. You can subscribe to CoinMarket... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you can subscribe to Coin Market Recap on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you've got opinions, we want to hear them. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Molly J. Zuckerman and at Connor Sefton. This week's crypto headlines. How was your week, Molly Jane?
1: (laughs) It's been a a rough one. It's been a
0: rough one. Um,
1: Quick plug here. (laughs) Yeah, we're preparing for our online conference, May 26th to May 27th. Yes. And it's really difficult to put on an online conference that we'll be hosting on May 26th and May 27th uh, for free if you sign up online.
0: I think, generally speaking, many people who attend conferences don't realize the sheer amount of work that goes in behind the scenes into organizing them. I remember speaking to Christian Caroles at the Bitcoin 2022 conference in Miami, and he was describing the amount of work that goes in to make sure everything runs smoothly. And of course, it's going to be great, the Capital 2022, um, which we're holding as you say at the end of the month, but a lot of work to get all the speakers in line and make sure all the events are there.
1: Yes, that's an understatement. (laughs) Stress being poured down
0: your (laughs) face was how you characterized it, I believe.
1: (laughs) It is. That's how I start every morning.
0: (laughs) Well, if you do want to attend, you can do so. And if you want tickets, head to conference.coinmarketcap.com. Is there a charge for people who want to attend?
1: There is no charge, wow. but after requesting a ticket, you will be asked to go through a short quiz um, about cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and do your research, people, because a lot of people, when asked what is Bitcoin, they've been answering, it's an NFT, <laughs> it's a DAP. So <laughs> take take another second, check your answers.
0: <laughs> do your answers on this quiz determine whether you get a ticket or not?
1: Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Do they? They do. Oh, okay. Well,
0: swat up then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Molly Jane, there's only one place we can start, really. Bitcoin's had a pretty turbulent week. Initially, it surged towards $40,000 on Wednesday after the Federal Reserve increased interest rates by half a percentage point. And then it crashed to lows of $35,800 on Thursday. What's going on?
1: I don't know. I don't like it. It's just I always joke about how it can go up and down by 5% each day, but it normally doesn't go up by 5% and down Mm. by 5% every single day. And that is what it did this week. So I'm not incredibly pleased.
0: Well, intraday, the peak to trough fall was about 10%. That's the worst we've seen since January, if I'm not mistaken. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bitcoin's movements recently have of course been closely linked to the stock market and wall street did panic on thursday with the s&p 500 and the nasdaq both falling by about three percent and it seems a lot of this volatility is linked to something that the federal reserve chairman jerome powell said at a news conference let's take a listen 75 basis point in uh, an
1: increase is not something the committee is actively considering what we are doing is, uh, we raised 50 basis points today. And, and we've said that again, assuming that economic and financial conditions evolve in, in ways that are consistent with our expectations,
0: there's a broad sense on the committee that additional 50 basis increases should be on, 50 basis point increase should be on the table for the next couple of meetings. So we're going to make those decisions at the meetings, of course, and we'll be paying close attention to the incoming data. So he says that the US central bank has no plans to increase its benchmark interest rate by three quarters of a percentage point in one go. Instead, we're likely to see a half a percentage point jump in June and another one in July. Now, traders were initially relieved, but some analysts now think this won't be enough to tackle inflation and even a 0.75% move wouldn't be enough. Molly Jane, is there any sign of this close correlation between Bitcoin and Wall Street ever ending?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, first Bitcoin is correlated mm. with Wall Street, then it's correlated with Elon Musk tweets. It's, it tends yeah. to find something to stick to and then just kind of rides along with it. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how long it'll take for Bitcoin to sort of decouple from anything else and just be truly its own entity.
0: Yeah, I mean, the challenge is, isn't it, that Bitcoin, firstly, has been embraced by a lot of financial institutions. So there are closer ties to Wall Street already. And it doesn't help as well that because of China's clampdown on Bitcoin and mining, a lot of the industries actually moved to the States. So America's now the biggest hub for mining. So bring all of that together. And that's why you've got Bitcoin. Trading like a tech stock. But my perspective on this, Molly Jane, is if this carries on, it's really hard to imagine Bitcoin having that freedom to go parabolic and rally to $100,000 or beyond like many people predict it will at some point.
1: I don't know. Bitcoin to me is so unpredictable. And people that base their entire careers mm. on predicting its price, it doesn't compute with me. I don't understand <laughs> how they do that. Yeah. Because it's just a total gamble not a gamble it is unknowable uh however i do think there are well, it's some... like
0: horoscopes isn't it i was gonna
1: say there is a pretty good bitcoin psychic out there that you could consult if you're super curious there is yeah i've seen her there is, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
0: jupiter's rising sell your bonds <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's my attempt at it
1: <laughs> wow those is... <laughs> <laughs> you really have a gift, a vision. <laughs> um, uh,
0: thank you. Does <laughs> does Bitcoin's lacklustre performance prove that it really isn't a hedge against inflation after all this time?
1: Well, I think the argument holds that if you've been buying Bitcoin this whole time, you were still very, very, very up. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yes, mm-hmm. I, I think it. I think it does. And that's hold. a good
0: point. People often say Bitcoin's special because it has a fixed supply of 21 million that can't be increased and new dollars and pounds can enter circulation with relative ease. And many investors, like you say, are holding Bitcoin for long periods of time and treating it as a store of value. And long term, they are being rewarded. But short term, they aren't being rewarded as much, really.
1: Not right now. No, unfortunately. I feel that every day. No. Where are my rewards? <laughs> i like <laughs>
0: And there's a lot of discussion about whether rising interest rates are a bad thing for bitcoin well when interest rates rise they increase the cost of borrowing so it's bad news if you're taking out a loan but it's good news for savers and the worry is i guess that investors may find bitcoin less attractive because when interest rates rise they can get healthier returns from less risky assets um But overall, Molly-Jane, things are looking pretty scary right now. I mean, the Bank of England here in London saying we could see inflation in the UK peak at over 10% this year, and they even fear we could see a recession. I mean,
1: even I know enough to say that 10% sounds very high.
0: That's really scary. It's really scary. I mean, prices are already going up here, and it's, it's a real problem. I guess the thing that analysts are saying in particular is... Their main concern is whether or not these interest rate rises will actually help dampen inflation at all. I mean, bearing in mind, guys, inflation, the target that central banks normally set is they don't want inflation to be more than 2%. And here we are saying it's going to be 10%. Yeah,
1: I mean, I feel like the answer is everyone just needs to get raises. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And maybe Bitcoin
1: could just go up a lot. 10% raise. A 10% raise Mm. once a month.
0: <laughs> uh, well, Molly Jane, you're my boss, so we have uh, something to discuss. <laughs> well, um let's move on now and talk about Elon Musk. He caused a splash this week with a mysterious tweet that said, "I don't know, seems kind of fungible." What does this mean?
1: It means that he stole an NFT. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He did, he did. He changed his profile picture to a collage of Bored Ape NFTs. ApeCoin surged 20% in under an hour. The floor price of Bored Apes, that refers to the cost of the cheapest one available, also rose. But there was one person who wasn't very happy about this new profile picture, wasn't there?
1: The creator of the profile picture. (laughs)
0: Yes. Michael Buhanna, he's the co head of digital art at the Sotheby's auction house, wrote to Musk and said, As much as I admire your work, I'd like you to remove your PFP I created for our Sotheby's sale. Or you can credit me. Happy to send you the digital file minted with the buyer approval. For what it's worth, I did check this this morning. He does appear to have changed. His profile picture and i think that's his son holding a rocket so it appears that you know elon musk has changed it i don't know whether this had anything to do with this gentleman's request or whether or not he got bored and thought oh there's a cute picture of my son holding a rocket but there you go
1: i mean i think that this just exposes the fundamental problem with nfts which is the long-running joke that you can copy and paste anything on the internet So why spend $10,000 on a JPEG that someone can copy and paste? And I thought that we were at a point in the industry where people had accepted that and said, well, you know what? It doesn't matter if people copy and paste my JPEG because I know that it's mine. I have the original. That gives me the sense of well-being, of belonging, of superiority, et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that the Mm -hmm. Sotheby's guy just played into that ridiculous copy paste narrative by being outraged for Elon Musk doing something that took him like, I don't know, three milliseconds to do and is perfectly legal. Just
0: crazy. Just crazy. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm also confused about why this guy is claiming copyright, because all he did is he just bundled together loads of pictures of Bored Ape NFTs, which he didn't create. <laughs> into a collage. I mean, it's hardly a copyright issue.
1: He didn't seem like he didn't seem mm. like he was trying to be ironic because he could have phrased his tweet in a way that would have just yeah. you know screamed irony. This didn't scream irony. This screamed I'm outraged. I copy pasted all these NFTs yeah. into one big NFT, and you can't copy paste my NFT because you didn't buy it. Like that's just that is just
0: silly. I do think there's a lot of ridiculous in the NFT space, but I do have some sympathy for the argument of you know. Right-clicking an NFT like means nothing, and it doesn't undermine the value of NFTs. If I go to the Louvre tomorrow and take a photo of the Mona Lisa on my phone, it doesn't mean I own the Mona Lisa.
1: Of course, it doesn't mean you own the Mona Lisa. And so I don't think that and I don't think that Elon Musk was claiming ownership of that NFT by making it his profile picture. Mm. He just thought it was a fun picture.
0: Well, it wasn't an NFT. it was just a picture of loads of bored apes with one big one in the middle.
1: You see, even talking about this lowers my IQ, I have to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, is Elon Musk a fan of NFTs?
1: I think I don't think he is. I don't think he is.
0: No. Um, there's a few instances that spring to mind for me. Because when Twitter started allowing people to use NFTs as their profile pictures, he described the feature as annoying. And he said the company should have been more focused on tackling spam bots instead. So my question is, when he takes it over, do you think he would remove that NFT feature or do you think he'd let it stay?
1: That would be so much fun to report on if he removed it.
0: <laughs> it would <be. laughs> Crypto people would be very deeply upset. And there's been a, a few other noteworthy tweets from us this week. One of them said Twitter would always be free for casual users, but there might be a small cost for government and commercial users. I think that's pretty reasonable. What do you think?
1: Well, maybe. But if we go back to his original thesis of stopping the spam, or one of his original Mm. theses, that doesn't stop the spam because the spam comes from original users, regular users. So, okay. Yeah, I don't
0: think this particular measure was about tackling spam. I think that was just helping Twitter make a bit more money.
1: I don't know. I think that he needs to come up with a really mm. good business plan and show it to everyone first. <laughs> do you think he'll do that?
0: <laughs> yes. Well, you know, he's making the algorithms open source. You should make his business plan open source. I mean, he's tweeting it in dribs and drabs anyway.
1: I guess he is. I guess someone should really be collecting them all and putting them into like a really nice slide presentation.
0: That's a really good idea. And to be honest, it's he, he's setting himself up for a fall here because every time he tweets something... People can come back to me in three years and say, oh, you said you weren't going to do this.
1: Yep. That's well,
0: Twitter. you said you were going to do this. That's,
1: that's Twitter. Just receipts. It's just
0: mm. a long list of receipts. <laughs> long list of receipts. Uh, Bill Gates was asked about Elon Musk's takeover by the Wall Street Journal this week. I just want to play a clip of that. You know, he actually could
1: make it worse. Uh, that's not his track record. I mean, his track record with Tesla and SpaceX is pretty mind-blowing at putting together a great team of engineers and, you know, taking the people who worked in the, those fields in a less bold way and really showing them up. I I kind of doubt that'll happen this time, but we should have an open mind and never underestimate Elon.
0: What do you think of that?
1: Well, I mean, I have to say it. We haven't mentioned it yet, but our parent company and CZ, mm-hmm. our parent, are contributing mm-hmm. to the Twitter takeover they'll be putting in $500 So, I don't know. I mean, do you think Binance then would have to pay for a commercial uh, Twitter account?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'd hope they'd get a discount. I would hope so. But you're right. Yeah, so there's $7 billion in new financing that Elon Musk secured because he wants to use less of his personal wealth. A big challenge, even though he's the world's richest man, a lot of his wealth is actually tied up in stocks. So it isn't necessarily instantly available in the form of cash for this Twitter deal. So, as you say, Binance going to contribute $500 million. Do you think Binance will be pushing for some more crypto-friendly features?
1: Yeah, I feel like if Binance has a say in it, then the NFT profile pictures will stay forever. Although I did see mm. CZ respond to an article about it today, saying we're just a small player, Elon still holds the reins.
0: Well, CZ actually talked to the block about this investment, and he said, we're excited to be able to help Elon realize a new vision for Twitter. We hope to be able to play a role in bringing social media and Web3 together and broadening the use and adoption of crypto and blockchain technology. So Elon holds the rings, but holds the reins, (laughs) but um, CZ will be hoping to have a bit of gentle influence there as well.
1: All right, more power to him. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, let's do it well, we'll have to see what happens there now one more question on this do you think Elon Musk will have to tone his tweets down a bit when he owns Twitter never really
1: I never think he will tone his tweets down unless he's physically removed from the mm-hmm. platform
0: <laughs> it's going to be a chaotic time he's the new Trump isn't he mm-hmm. I don't say that in terms of his politics but I remember being a journalist for a national news organization in the UK. And practically, we were on watch for every time Trump tweeted. And now, in this job, I'm now on watch every time Elon Musk tweets.
1: <laughs> then, it, it, No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong to make that comparison.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Now... Do you want to go to Starbucks? I need some caffeine in my veins. I think some coffee time is overdue. I'm pretty sure that I'm about to go insane. Starbucks has revealed that it's releasing branded NFT collections that unlock access to exclusive experiences and perks. I was a bit upset, Molly Jane, because I had loads and loads of great puns for this and no one seemed to like them. Block a chain <laughs> NF cup of tea. <laughs> um, thank you. Starbucks said NFTs are often traded in a highly speculative way, but the coffee company thinks that they could modernize loyalty programs. And Molly Jane, you think this is a good idea, don't you? I do.
1: I think that NFTs for loyalty programs are actually a great idea. Quinn Market Cap uses NFT rewards For our users that collect our diamonds every day, Um, our conference Mm -hmm. will be having some NFTs, if you're loyal enough to attend. Uh, Hint Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, it just, NFTs. Nudge, nudge. Hint, hint. (laughs) NFTs seem relatively silly a lot of the time, but the fact that you would get them as a reward for doing something, that just makes perfect sense to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Starbucks says it has a treasure trove of content to use for NFTs, including a rich heritage of art and designs. Molly Jane, there seemed to be little mention of whether Starbucks was planning to accept crypto payments in this announcement. It does allow people to pay using Bitcoin in El Salvador, but that's pretty much it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, do you remember a few years ago when Backed launched and the narrative was that Starbucks Mm. is going to accept Bitcoin? That did not end up being the right way to interpret that announcement. And some people thought it was fake news. Some people thought it was just a misinterpretation of what Backed. It still exists, but it's just doing something different than we thought that it would. Um, I, I do think that this announcement today or this week about NFTs really has nothing to do with Starbucks accepting crypto or not. So many big companies have their own NFTs or NFT inspired whatever, and they have no plans of you know accepting cryptocurrency for payment anytime in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember with backed, I think it was the case that you can use the backed app to, um, take your Bitcoin and top up a Starbucks card. So you can indirectly top up your Starbucks card using Bitcoin and then spend it. But it wouldn't mean that you were directly making a crypto transaction with Starbucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, sure. But that's not really Starbucks accepting Bitcoin, is it? Is it?
0: Well, you know, Starbucks in this blog post announcing this made a lot of the fact that it's often embraced leading-edge technology And making it accessible and approachable for mainstream audiences, talking about mobile payments, mobile ordering. Um, So maybe it's just waiting and seeing before it actually takes a plunge into crypto payments. Maybe it's something that will happen, just just not yet.
1: I guess so. I mean, I do think that the majority of people are not ready to use their cryptocurrency to buy something that they could end up drinking away a million dollars, you know, with a latte. So (laughs) it doesn't seem to me like it should be Starbucks's priority. To make sure you can, you know, use Bitcoin yeah. at the register.
0: We've seen quite a few companies suffer a backlash after announcing they were planning to release NFTs. And brands now have to be really clear that they're planning to use environmentally friendly blockchains from the very start. Starbucks is saying it's gonna be multi-chain or chain agnostic and it'll use blockchain networks and infrastructure that's consistent with its multi-decade commitment to sustainability is how they describe it do you think that'll wash over with the critics i think so
1: i mean can you remind me of the company or the organization that said they were launching nfts and then had to change their mind because of criticism it was a gaming company correct (laughs)
0: It was. It was Team 17. So that's the company that does the Worms video game. And all they wanted to do was release an NFT collection celebrating the 25th anniversary of Worms. And then, so Team 17 publishes video games and indie game studios give their games to Team 17 to publish, effectively. And some of these indie game studios says, listen, if you go ahead with this, we're not going to work with you at all. We're going to boycott you. So Team17 clearly got panicked and then did the U-turn. Just
1: interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I haven't seen a huge mm. a huge backlash from environmentalists about Starbucks in particular. But then again, I wasn't looking. So I guess mm. let, let's see. Yeah. Let's see how the world reacts.
0: Separate issue, though. Do you think these NFTs will be popular?
1: I mean, it seems like people will just buy anything. <laughs> they'll just they'll buy anything Mm. although there have been a few nft collections that have failed and you know you did see the person that bought jack dorsey's uh first ever tweet as an nft for something like 2.9 million sold it at an extreme extreme loss later on so
0: yes now the thing is my gut instinct says most consumers won't be all that interested in owning a Starbucks NFT because I mean, I like coffee, but if I'm going into Starbucks, it's normally first thing in the morning, I'm grunting, I'm disheveled, and the only thing I'm interested in is getting my hands on a black coffee.
1: <laughs> you do love Starbucks. You spent so many days in Miami Beach in a it's, Starbucks.
0: It's not so much that I love Starbucks, it's just I like coffee, um, which is probably if there are going to be people listening to this that go well if you like coffee why are you in a starbucks
1: Starbucks. yeah (laughs) i'm also a little bit confused i have to say but you know live your life
0: (laughs) no it's a fair point it's a fair point so i'll um i'll I'll go to upmarket swanky um (laughs) venues from now on instead i promise um so you, you were touching on this before when you were talking about this Jack Dorsey NFT tweet. And I think it's really weird because there seems to be two separate narratives about NFTs right now. You had the, the, you had the Wall Street Journal this week claiming that NFT sales are flatlining. And then a different report from Dapp Radar that said trading volumes for NFTs rose by 45% in April. Who's right?
1: I think they're both right. how can that be no i think that the nft volume is actually rising i think that Mm. the original report was based on a little bit of a misunderstanding of the data based on many 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 twitter threads that i saw about this and skimmed because because that's just sometimes i have to handle twitter in order to stay sane but yeah i think that the data was misunderstood
0: it did look a bit dodge. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, we wrote an article to that effect, but it did look a bit dodgy. That said, though, I couldn't help but notice that Coinbase NFT gained just 150 users on the day it opened up its new marketplace to the public. 150!
1: Well, it is still in beta, so you're limited in who can join, correct? No,
0: anyone can join now. It's still in beta, but anyone can join.
1: Well, I think maybe they just need to ramp up their marketing a bit because I didn't know they could join. And I'm a Coinbase user and I didn't get any emails. So mm. send me some more emails. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll sign up.
0: Okay, fair play, fair play. Now, last but not least, we're going to talk about Gucci. The high-end fashion brand announced this week it's going to start accepting crypto at all of its US stores by the end of the summer. I was expecting them to accept Bitcoin and Ether, but I was really surprised, as you could probably tell, when I read that Dogecoin and Shiba Inu can also be used too. What do you make of this?
1: Well, I am not a huge Gucci fan. I don't actually own any Gucci, Mm -hmm. but I did like the movie. I mean, the movie wasn't fantastic, House of Gucci, but I like the story of the House of Gucci. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is a brand that was very traditional. And at least when it was owned by the Gucci family, it was a lot of pushing in order to make it do basically new things and make it relevant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, as we all know, the Gucci family actually no longer owns Gucci. It, is, it has been sold. Mm-hmm. And so now they don't have those sort of traditional family values holding them back anymore. I mean, I would argue actually that that might have been a good thing, because this um, I sort of see this as like a desperate flailing around, like saying like, look at me, look at me, like bring your mm. Shiba Inu to Gucci. I just, as someone that spends a lot of time reading about fashion and researching fashion and shopping, buying things in fashion, you know, these really high fashion brands, these couture brands are very particular about who buys their clothing and who wears their clothing and I think it's fascinating that Gucci wants people that buy Shiba Inu to wear their clothing
0: I'd like to, we, we exchange notes before we do this podcast recording and I'd like to take issue with what you wrote because you've written that the crypto crowd is pretty much uniformly terribly dressed I yes, make an are. effort okay I make an effort. <laughs>
1: You looked great (laughs) on sparkly shoes. You were in a waistcoat every day, long sleeve button-up. You You called it a waistcoat. I know. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um. You The exception that proves the rule. But it's just, you know, you can go into a store, maybe not a Gucci store anymore, but you can go into Coach or... Hermes or Maison Margiela and if you're not dressed correctly and you ask for an item they might tell you literally it's unavailable we can't serve you today like that happens routinely in these high fashion stores right now so just it's kind of uh belting my mind that they want people to walk into these stores and say here's my sheba address <laughs>
0: um just, I could just imagine them going do you work on commission?"
1: no truly it's just but gucci is all about gaudiness it's one of the reasons actually i don't have any gucci it's too Mm -hmm. gaudy for me which if you've seen me and what i dress in that says that gucci is actually pretty pretty gaudy
0: (laughs) (laughs) now do you think though that we are going to see crypto enthusiasts dressed head to toe in luxury couture
1: i mean i've already seen it at the Mm. bitcoin 22 conference that was one of my examples of the uniformly terribly dressed Uh, okay (laughs) the wrong type of couture the new money couture like the tags Uh, cut off before you walk into the event couture that is literally what i saw um and that's not for me
0: yeah it does seem that gucci's trying to tap into that market of people who are crypto rich but cash poor aren't they
1: they are. And you know, Philip Pline is doing something similar. He launched, yeah. um, another designer, he launched that uh, Museum of NFT Art Mona in London, where mm. you can go in and you can buy NFTs in, with cash, um, his own NFTs. So he said that he has sold, I think, about $1 million worth of NFTs mm. over That's the good. past few months since he's launched that. I'm also not a Philip Pine fan because I don't like to wear a lot of skulls on my clothing. Um, <laughs> but- it's, it's a thing. People are really getting into it. And I do think it's interesting that it is the gaudy designers. You know, I would be incredibly surprised if Prada was going to do this. For example, Versace, yeah. for sure. Versace could be next. Prada, mm, I'm, I'm definitely on the fence. Margiela, also probably not in the near future. But mm. I've been wrong before.
0: Well, you know, crypto investors can be pretty in your face. So it's unsurprising to me that they'd wear in your face clothing.
1: Also, have you ever heard me more enthusiastic about a podcast segment than talking about fashion?
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Fashion in crypto with Molly Jane. That's your new podcast. It should be anyway. Uh, Just insult everyone listening. Like, you dress terribly. (laughs) Now, Gucci has been pretty crypto friendly. It's previously offered NFTs that give owners early access to new collections. That's pretty cool, isn't it?
1: No, that that is cool, and that is one of the things that I think NFTs are interesting uses of, these sort of loyalty programs, unlocking access to other things. It does complicate things, as we've talked before, I think in terms of some sort of entertainment industry NFTs, when holding the NFT unlocks sort of a secondary thing, like a meeting with a singer or a signed t-shirt. Mm. Because when you sell these NFTs on a secondary market, it's sort of a murky question of does every owner of the nft get to meet the singer you know does any does every mm. nft gucci owner get this access even if it's sold you know 30 times in one day
0: mm, but i still point. think it's
1: worth experimenting
0: with yeah i didn't think of that that's a really good point um and there's one there's one really cool use case for blockchain that appears to have fallen off people's radars recently and it fascinates me a couple of years back i saw Louis Vuitton and some other designer brands were using blockchain to release certificates of authenticity for their products. I thought this was really cool because it's a modern way of tackling counterfeit items and it could show who's owned a high-end item in the past. And we've seen this technology used for food safety, a completely different market, where the supply chain of fresh produce is tracked on the blockchain. And it's powerful when there's an issue with food safety, like E. coli, because it used to take weeks to find the source of an outbreak, but major companies like Dole says blockchain cuts the time an investigation takes to seconds. So do you think the use cases for blockchain technology are being underestimated?
1: I do think so. However, I always had problems with the blockchain as tracking authenticity because it still does require someone to enter mm. you know manually who the first owner was and so if that it just it, it allows for human error in my opinion i don't think okay. it's like the most crazy technology ever existed to be used for this particular use case however i do think that in the food industry it would be more interesting than in the designer goods industry
0: well we'll no doubt be discussing this at CoinMarketCap's first ever conference in the metaverse the capital 2022 That's taking place on May 26th and May 27th. Another shameless plug there, Molly Jane. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I can't help myself. It Uh, consumes my waking life.
0: Well, if we haven't mentioned already, conference.coinmarketcap.com if you want tickets, but swats up on crypto before you apply.
1: Maybe we could put the link in the description. What do you think?
0: That's a fine idea I'm going to do that. So check the the description for this podcast. Um, Well that's it for this weekend edition of coin market recap molly jane thanks for joining us as always
1: thank you
0: we're not going to be here next week because i'm at disney world (laughs) 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 i'm 29 and i'm going to be at disney world um please do leave us a review if you've liked listening to us and don't forget to subscribe as well You can head to coinmarketcap.com forward slash Alexandria for all the latest crypto news stories throughout the week or subscribe to our newsletter. I'm Connor Sefton. Thanks for listening from me and Molly Jane. Have a great weekend. See you Monday.